All right, everyone. Third time's a charm. I this is you know we tried three times to start this episode and we're finally finally getting it going. But season two, episode three, go with the flow. Special guest in the building, and I do say that every time, and I mean it every single time. But I have my friend Artemis here. Welcome to the show, Artemis. Hello, I'm Artemis. Could you just tell the people what you were saying about how you hate the sound of your voice? Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. When you hear it in your own head, it's like a different voice, and I'm used to that voice, and now the like headphones are obscuring that noise for me so it's just what's coming from the mic yeah exactly and i even for me when i started this last year i would listen back to it and say how much i hated my voice and then people reach out they're like oh my god you have such a good podcast voice so you You do have a good podcast you also have a great podcast voice oh thanks (laughs) (laughs) all right but artemis we have been friends since freshman year um, do you remember how we met? Tell the people how yeah, we met. Yeah, we met in physics. Is it 103? It was 103. 103. With Suzanne Staggs, the professor. Best. The best. Professor Staggs, yeah. you know, for, yeah. formerly Professor yeah. Staggs. <laughs> but we would sit in that little precept doing our little problems. I would not be understanding anything. <laughs> it was always a, what was that, like three? It wasn't even like a, pre- oh, it was precept. No, but it I feel like we met more than once a week. There were three lectures and like two precepts or something. I don't yeah, know, we met way one. too long, way too many times, and it felt like <laughs> I... I've, I've, I speak way too much on this podcast about how much I dislike physics, but man, I dislike physics. And it's funny that that comes up because for my Chem 301 class, we've had our first few lectures and the professor was all like, oh, don't worry if like these first few lectures have been too um, biology focused because the next few weeks are all going to be physics focused. And I'm just yeah. like, <sighs> <laughs> no worries, man. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that biology, I mean, that was even worse. Yeah. So the way that I usually start this, or, well, yeah, every single episode, I want people to say um, where they're from and just the different activities that they're involved in around campus. So could you just start us off with that? Sure. Um, Okay, so I'm Artemis. I'm from Northern Virginia. (laughs) You forgot where you're from for a (laughs) second. I mean... Because the thing is, there's a wide audience listening. So mm-hmm. this is a global podcast. Yeah. Glo- I promise. It's, there's global. It's a global audience. I yeah. could go on and show you the 20 different countries of people listening. Absolutely. So. Well, okay. For all you internationals, I'm from DC. For everyone who is from Northern Virginia, I'm from Fairfax County. So, yeah. And um, on campus, I row on women's lightweight rowing, and I would normally say that I'm a writing center fellow, but I actually quit my job this week. She quit her job. She quit her job. She's now unemployed. We hate to see it. Yeah. But I think your future, future is still definitely bright. But so initially you were in the great class of 2022. I was. And then you took a gap year. So you're now in the class of 2023. So I do want to talk about that a little bit. So could you just tell me a little bit about what went into your decision to take a gap year? Um, okay. I mean, I feel like everybody has kind of the same set of reasons. It was definitely COVID like spring, the March, 2020, after we got sent home and like the rest of that spring semester was difficult at best. Like I did not enjoy it. And, um, I think a big reason that some people didn't decide to take a gap year is because they didn't have like the mobility of their friend group also taking a gap year. Um, but for me, like my closest friends were also set on taking a gap year so that made it a lot easier for me to decide like oh okay if i join a new class like i'll still have some familiar faces and when you say your friend group how how many people how wh- yeah what number how many p- other people took a gap year with you <laughs> wow oh so you t- no, okay. I mean, and that's fair if it's your yeah. closest friends that yeah. does make a lot of sense i yeah. was just actually very curious yeah if you're like 16 of us my whole team did it then i guess no that's actually what it makes sense. as it turns out so me and my two friends took a gap year starting on the fall semester. So like we were gone fall, spring and then came back this year. Yeah. The rest of the people on my team in my class took a gap year starting the spring. So they'll be back in a couple months. A lot of spring to spring gap years. Yeah. And so with your gap year, what did you do with it? Anything exciting? And there's nothing wrong if there's (laughs) the way you're looking at me like, yeah. (laughs) Um, well, okay. So I have to like backdate the start of my gap year to summer 2020. Yeah. Um, so I was doing an internship and my manager was like super awesome and very flexible. And so when Princeton said that they were going to be online in the fall and I thought, Hey, I want to take a gap year. He was like, let me know if you get to take a gap year because we can just extend your internship. So I ended up doing that from May, 2020 to May, 2021. Um, I was in California for the summer because 
at the time that I like got my housing for my internship, we didn't know that it was going to be remote yet. And then I went back home in September and lived with my parents, which was actually awesome. I didn't have to pay rent. And like now that I'm not angsty and like a teenager, my relationship with my parents is really good. (laughs) Like they're just great people and it was nice to spend time with them. So and that's what I did until May 2020. And then I traveled. Okay, and we'll get into the traveling a little bit. But I also do think it's important to note that everyone because even one of my hesitations about not taking a gap year was well first of all i floated the idea by my parents and they shut it down so quickly but i was like all right i guess we're doing this although i will say if things were not if things were were, like if we still had a social contract and all the nonsense we had last semester Mm -hmm. i probably would have like just pushed for the gap year anyway like at that point i was like i'm not going to end up my senior like my college career like this the same way the class of 2021 had to because boy did they have it bad yeah we all thought initially that the class of 2020 had it the worst but exactly (laughs) 2021 and if any of you are listening i am so very sorry that is that was not the way to do it (laughs) with the social contract and everything but i was going to say that even just like you were saying being able to be at home relax not having to worry about online schooling and be stressed about all that that is still a very productive way to spend your gap year and Mm -hmm. to just ensure that you're not doing school in a manner that would just be inducing way too much stress for you yeah so i think a lot of people were like even me included i was like oh i need to find something great to do my gap year but honestly if you're just able to relax for a year recoup and come back to hit like school hard then i think that still sounds like a very productive use of time yeah well yeah and i was definitely like lucky to be able to to take a gap year because i mean obviously my parents could shoulder that like financially whatever I am not like on a time sensitive path right now like whatever so yeah that was really nice and I have a solid relationship with my parents now which is really really nice and so it sounds like you've already answered this but no regrets about taking the gap year no not not one good answer (laughs) because even I I don't know I would say and I talked about this a little bit I think with the first episode seeing how normal things have been these last two weeks and seeing how much fun we're going to have these this year it makes me really sad that i only have one more year of this and i kind of wish i could do it again after this yeah and so i don't know i don't think there's any point in in harboring on the past and like regretting stuff that can't change and i think it's just about you know focus on this next year yeah kumbaya live your best life all that type of stuff to be fair though it's not just like you or not just Princeton's campus that missed out in that way. I think like once the class of 2022 goes out into the real world, not on a college campus anymore, you're going to find a lot of fellow new grads that like want to just have fun and like have part of the college experience even while they're at work. And to be honest, like the big thing I learned in my gap year is that working is not that hard. Like a job is hard, but you do it for eight, 10 hours a day at most. Like, well, um, when you listen to the episode of me and Andrew, you'll you'll yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll you'll hear some yeah some some, some hours some a little people, bit. <laughs> some people do some crazy stuff, but I'm talking about like if you want a job that makes you only work eight hours a day, yeah, yeah, you only yeah. work eight hours a day, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they then exist, yeah. you do anything you want, yeah. like yeah. Um, but you could also work 14 hours a day. Exactly. Shout out to all the investment bankers out yeah. there. Keep doing your thing. Or don't. We don't you don't you really don't need to. But yeah. honestly, every episode just shots at IB. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Okay, and so now transitioning back to being on campus, I remember when you were heading to your first class of the semester, you said something along the lines of, I haven't been to class in a year and a half. I'm so nervous. Yeah. Something so how has it been for you transitioning back to being a student after being after taking your gap year. Yeah. Well, so during my gap year, actually, I started to get like academic. I don't know. Like I just needed to do some work. So I like got on Coursera and started taking a class. Okay. You're such an I academic. was like, I was doing all these like note taking things. Like I was just so excited about it. And I was like, can't wait to go back to school. And then I got here and I was panicking because like Coursera is not the same. Like I was so sure I didn't know how to participate in precepts, like didn't know how to pay attention in lecture, whatever. Um, it was very like a bicycle though. Like I, it was easy to, easy to do everything. Like I thought I had forgotten how to be a student, but I didn't. And I think actually like, because I'm really like the exact opposite end of the spectrum from burned out after a year off, 
I can actually sit through an entire hour and a half lecture and like pay attention and like want to take notes on all of it and everything, which never used to happen. See, that is very interesting because I am the opposite. I am still not, well, I'm getting better. This is now what we've just finished our third week of classes. I'm still at the point where I, in a 50 minute lecture, like 40 minutes strong, I could mm. pay attention. And in the last 10 minutes, I, tr I trail off. Mm. And I think that's a symptom of Zoom. Because even on yeah. Zoom, it was always lecture on one side of the screen, Twitter on the other. Yeah. There's, I don't know if you watch soccer, but the Champions League is back. Yeah. And it was so easy to have the games up on the other side of your Zoom screen mm -hmm. and then not pay attention to lecture on the other side of the screen, which, you know, I would never do that. I always, you yeah. know, yeah, never no, do that. But You're talking about a friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Champions League started this week and I was in a seminar and I was like, ah, I can't sneak <laughs> watching a game when there's only 20 people in here. Yeah. And so my study habits and my lecture habits got really bad over Zoom. And so now that we're back in person, it's been hard for me to get back to my normal patterns and be the good student or I would like to think the good student that I was pre-pandemic mm -hmm. so yeah yeah I think also like being away from campus just made me really grateful for like college and learning and all of those things because I mean unless I go to grad school it's just never going to happen again mm -hmm. and I don't know if I'm like drifting in class I'm like you know what you can make it through another like 15 minutes right now you can just sit here and like you don't even have to take notes just think about what they're saying don't like think about what you're gonna do after this or what you're gonna eat for lunch stuff like that so i don't know if you ever used to do this but all the way way back since like middle school i would always break if it was a, like an hour class i would break it up into like quarters and halftime mm -hmm. i'm like oh 30 <laughs> minutes in guys it's halftime let's go one yeah. more half to go and i find myself doing that exact same thing just to get through classes so it's yeah. been kind of difficult but so that is the academic side of things socially how has that transition been for you um, very exhausting. So there's two parts to this, actually. I think even in a very normal year, I would be a little tired by now because we've been going hard as a campus. Like everybody is talking all the time, hanging out, whatever, going out. But Ivy specifically, like when you go in for a meal, it's not like the dining hall. You can't just walk in and be like, I'm going to grab my thing, eat it really quickly and get out. You sit down and you're talking to people and like, you can't just antisocial your way out of like, a conversation so every single meal of every single day i'm having conversation after conversation it's like at least 30 minutes of talking i'm trying to eat like no no hate to the ivy club it makes me really happy i'm getting all of my socialization right now and it's really good i love meeting new people and like everybody's so excited to meet each other too so it makes it a very nice environment but I just want one meal, man. Like. No, you are you are a thousand percent right, and that is this is something that I do want to talk about a little bit because I very similar similarly to you look so, look forward so much to coming back, talking to everyone, having having everyone back, and now three weeks in, I'm like, boy, am I talked out? Yeah. And not even just we'll get to the meals in Ivy specifically, but even just like on the day to day basis, we forgot what it was like to walk around and bump into people along the way mm -hmm. and have those five minute conversations, exactly. walk into Frizz, bump into someone, have that 10 minute conversation. Yeah. Just anywhere you go, you go to sports game, you see your friend or you sit by them, you're just talking, talking, talking. Mm -hmm. When you're on Zoom and it's just click a button and another class and you're just by yourself in your room and you don't really have to talk to anyone, you forget how easy it is to lose those skills of like socializing and yeah. realizing how much effort it does take to put yourself out there. But when it comes to the meal specifically, and I bet this isn't even probably a little bit more unique to the eating clubs, but I feel like even in the dining halls, actually not probably more specific to the eating clubs, yeah. but you're exactly right. Cause freshman, sophomore year there, most of the times for lunch, especially the way my schedule worked, I would always eat by myself yeah. and I didn't mind it at all. Cause I would do my 30 minutes to myself, recoup, mm -hmm. watch a YouTube video, watch a TV show, do whatever. And just be like, okay, I'm good. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, you get into Ivy, whatever other eating club, and there's always people to talk to, yeah. always your friends there. And like you said, not that there's a pressure to talk all the time, but there's a little bit of a pressure to not be antisocial yeah. and to just interact with everyone as much as possible. And that gets draining. Yeah. I don't even know if it's pressure. It's just like it's hard to not talk when everyone around you is like trying to engage not just with you but like in a general table conversation whatever yeah i thought it was funny because during bicker like you know the why ivy question whatever somebody said seating policy and i sat there and i was like 
if only we didn't have a seating policy oh. right now i just need like <laughs> one meal a week no seating policy everybody sits anywhere they want in the club away from literally other anywhere <laughs> go to the library eat by yourself yeah but yeah the to-go boxes will become very necessary yeah well actually i've had a couple to-go box meals because of like night precept and whatever and it just makes me sad like that's the thing i say i just want one meal but like i really don't you really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is no balance and that's an, so even back to the um just the general transition back to campus life for all of us who those of us who did zoom university and those of us like you who did gap years there is still that same there's there's a there's a curve that we all need to kind of adjust to to get back on the regular path mm -hmm. and we all are so busy we all have all these different extracurriculars and even just like yesterday i found myself from like 8 30 to like five o'clock well basically all day mm -hmm. just jumping around bouncing around doing one thing all over campus walking all over the place and yeah. it got to the point where i was like for for a split second i was like i kind of miss zoom <laughs> i kind of miss just sitting here and just clicking in and out of yeah. meetings and i have to like not having to hustle all over campus and kind of getting burnt out like that and it's only been three weeks but i am i'm tired yeah well i had like a really crazy past two days because i had a presentation assigned to me on tuesday for thursday that's so, kind of rude name yeah. names what teacher i'm kidding don't, don't <laughs> no, do no, that no. don't do that she's actually sweet and i did volunteer i just didn't realize what i was signing up for because it's also a french class not to say i didn't understand her but like it was anyways i'll not get into it but because of that and like a paper that i have coming up and a problem set and a project a group project i was really scared i like had this moment of panic where i was like oh i thought i was ready to come back to school like 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 we were talking about at the beginning of the year and then it was like but this is what my life used to be all the time and like i do not have the time right now like i can't handle everything that's happening and i was panicking and then i had to solve it by like waking up at like 6 two days in a row to get up and just grind like <laughs> there was no way out of it but it worked out and like i've made it through i did my presentation there you go horrible. <laughs> but also it's interesting because that story is not unique to just us two every most of the people that i've talked to over the last few days are mm -hmm. all feeling the exact same way we finally ramped up i was like guys we realized this was just our first full week of classes and yeah. it's already smacking us in the yeah. face so it's going to be a long semester yeah. we will get through it together but this is this is what we asked for yeah. this is what life used to be like i think we all just forgot yeah. how hard it is to be a student and have extracurriculars mm -hmm. and be social and keep yourself mentally and physically happy and yeah. in shape so sleep. it it will be a struggle um so oh so just one little quick thing. have you started going back to firestone yet i went this weekend for four hours and i'm not going back like because for the rest of the semester the vibes are so bad like i think part of it is probably that nobody in firestone this weekend past weekend was actually busy enough to warrant being in firestone so everyone was just like uh like yeah grind time whatever and it was it was bad like nobody was enjoying themselves i think like you could look around and just see the b floor was dead um b floor is the best floor is that what, what is that your favorite firestone floor i don't know i i really like that room up at the top because when the sun is setting it gets so beautiful and then you know then you have to go and go to dinner and whatever and it just like feels like a nice conclusion but yeah only the elites get that room you have to be there start of the day yeah. <laughs> with it's your friend group i like your description of people who are in firestone this past weekend was perfect because like you said there wasn't actually enough work that anyone needed to be there mm -hmm. but we felt like we needed to be productive so we went there because i went for the first time that last weekend also mm -hmm. was there for like three hours maybe got like 25 minutes worth of work yeah 25 minutes worth of work done yeah that made sense right yeah okay good english but i have started it's to the point where this past week I finally have started going more and being more productive. Really? And I want to say it feels good to be back at it, but no. <laughs> well, my thing with Firestone as well is like, I think I've become more of a social studier in college because if I'm like on my phone in Firestone, nobody's going to say a thing. Like I can sit on my phone actually for the entire time I'm in Firestone and it doesn't matter because everyone else is just doing their own thing. If I'm in like, I'm going to say Frist, but I would never study in Frist ever again. If I'm in Frist, I'm talking to people and then it's like, okay, I've just had like 10 minutes of conversation, time to go back to my work. And then I have to focus for a bit because like 
it just something about it being a social setting makes me feel like there's this responsibility to do what I set out to do instead of just like walk around late meal and talk. I don't know. So interesting. I definitely. So you think you study better in groups? Yeah. Well, yeah, pretty much. I think if I like can stop when I get tired to have like a quick conversation or just like express my exhaustion and have that feeling be shared. Like it just, it's nice. I think. I so I, I think I, I realized that when I ask people to go to Firestone with me or go anywhere to study with me, I'm really not trying to do work. And I'm actually yeah. just trying to hang out. And whenever I go by myself, that's when I'm like, okay, I know I'm actually going to get stuff done. Yeah. So it's interesting that everyone has their own nice little opposite situations. Yeah. Well, for me, I was like, I was in Ivy at like 7 a.m., 7.30 for the past two days. And I would work in the Great Hall by myself. And I was actually the only one there. And I was super productive, but only because I knew like two hours later, I would go to breakfast and a bunch of people would be there. And I could talk to them. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like my brain has just a rewards pathway written for like studying with friends. Rewards path. That sounds like some neuroscience. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Neuromage. I, I know all about that stuff. Okay. And then kind of, you know, I guess this like wraps all this up into, we talked about the demands of the school, the social life, all the activities. And so this kind of leads into this, you know, USA Today ranking Princeton, yeah. the number one school in the country for the 11th year in a row. Yeah. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> um, okay, I mean, my honest thoughts on it are the differences between the top 20 or 50 schools on that list. Minute. Like, really well, maybe not 50. Maybe like 10. Yeah. No, I think 20 is a solid... 20 like, is a solid like, guy. Not Definitely not 50. Yeah. Academically, you're going to come out with the same knowledge at any of those 20 schools. What's different is, like, Princeton has, like, smaller class sizes or whatever. Gorgeous campus what I think is an amazing social scene, like everything. So I do definitely think it belongs in number one, but. And I definitely know my answer to this, but when you were deciding what school that you want to go to, did the number one ranking of Princeton play a role into you picking here? Okay. It actually didn't. Yeah. I can. Okay. I'll talk about it, I guess. So I was deciding between Princeton Knowing I was going to do electrical engineering and Berkeley EECS, which is a program, electrical engineering and computer science. Um, and when you apply to Berkeley, like you apply straight to that program. So that's what I was deciding between, basically. And that decision for me actually just boiled down to like big school, not a liberal arts education and four hard years <laughs> or small school, definitely a liberal arts education and four hard years. So, Yeah that was my decision and I just like I knew I wanted to get some humanities in because my high school was a STEM high school so I was like starved for like reading like I didn't I had lost my ability to actually sit down and read a chapter of a book (laughs) in high school and so Princeton was nice to balance that out okay because for me and I think people never like admitting this Princeton being the number one school in the country definitely played a role into me wanting to come here well, the reason I said that is because Berkeley Eeks is definitely, like, number one for electrical engineers. Like, that's the place to be. Okay. So, you okay. know, I decided against a number one to go to a different, a more different broad number more, one. More broad number one. <laughs> yeah. Because I was deciding between here and Duke. I, those were really the only two two Ooh. options that it was. Um, and other than the fact that Duke's financial aid sucked, shout out to their financial aid yeah. office. <laughs> you could have had me, but you were like, no, nope, we're not giving you any type of money. I was like... I want to be where, you know, the best of the best, and I put that in quotes, is, mm-hmm. and where I would feel like I am going to be motivated by every single person around me mm-hmm. and where I'll get all the best resources. And even just having that number one name attached to it, that's just that, like, extra motivation to want to prove something and feel yeah. like you are somewhere where, you know, people want to be at. And so yeah. being Princeton, being the number one school, definitely, definitely played a, a part in me wanting to come here. Yeah. It's interesting because I definitely see both Duke and Princeton for you as like social, oh. a social member of the community. Oh, du- you know, yeah. we're not going to talk about Duke. Yeah. This, now that this is officially a Princeton, the, a Daily Prince podcast, we'll focus only on, yeah, yeah. <laughs> only, only on Princeton. Sounds good. Well, I mean, with it being the number one school, when you came here, did you feel imposter syndrome? Like, Oh, let's talk about yeah. it. I'm so <laughs> glad that you brought that up. And this is actually, I'm so glad you mentioned this. For any freshman and freshmore, so freshmen yeah, and sophomores, yeah, yeah. anyone listening, 
Yes, 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 yes. And physics. Even those of us upperclassmen that still have imposter syndrome. It's yeah, it still exists. But well, I wouldn't say I still have it now, but it definitely still exists for some people. Mm. But freshman year was not easy. It was a hard transition. I for the long, honestly, probably for most of the year, didn't feel like I belonged here. Physics did not help. Oh, I hate physics so much. <laughs> I never understood what was going on. Was in only STEM classes freshman year. Was always felt like I was so behind the curve and felt like everyone else knew so much more than me. And there was a certain point where I was like, why, why did I come? I regretted coming here for yeah. a very long time freshman year. And so imposters. You expressed that as well. Like you said that to me several times. I did? Yeah. I don't even remember that. See, look at that. It was all just a blur. I was trying to block it out and <laughs> compartmentalize that part of my experience. But yeah, it definitely was not an easy transition. And so I will urge any freshman who, although it's only week three, I bet you're already feeling it. You do belong here. It does take time and it is a learning curve, but I promise you, you will adjust and you'll start to thrive in no time. Yeah. It's also, I'd say like, don't let the fact that it's the number one school be the reason you feel that imposter syndrome. If anything, feel that because like other people in your classes are doing better than you. And then let go of that too, because they're doing better in that one class. But if they were in another class with you, you'd be doing better in that one. And everybody just comes in with different strengths. So. Exactly. And we all got here for a reason. I trust yeah. everybody's competence and everybody's intelligence and everybody, all that fun yeah. stuff. Well, that's the crazy thing too, is like the acceptance rate is so low. Like, you know, they really thought about who they were letting in on top of that. Like they could have taken the next 5,000 students, whatever. And like the people who didn't get in basically, and it would be the exact same quality of student on campus. And like, yeah, you definitely belong if you're here, is the point. Yeah, and I forgot about that, too. The freshmen, the current freshmen, they had the lowest acceptance rate mm -hmm. ever. So, yeah, y'all did your thing. It was not easy. I yeah. probably would not have been accepted in this class. So very lucky that I came in in the OG, <laughs> OG class of 2022. 2022. And also forgot to mention that you know you're allowed to claim the class of 2022 after yes, you graduate. I think I definitely will. <laughs> Good answer. That yeah. was the, the only thing well, I was looking for. My question is, can I claim both? Because... Who knows how the next two years might go? Maybe 2023 is my new identity for real. Don't, don't say know. that. No, it won't be. No, no okay. it won't be. They don't have. They don't have Falarin. They don't have. That's true. You know. You yeah. Know, the great class of 2022. Yeah. We. Yeah. They don't have the two two two. You know. The number is just such a cool one. Yeah. Two zero two two. Amazing. Two zero two three. Well, the digits of two zero two three to sum to seven, which is a lucky number. So. You know what? This if, is literally all I do all day. <laughs> like, my brain is like, just, ah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, so kind of putting a pin on all the college talk, there's a different sort of conversation that I wanted to have with you, and it was actually the reason that this episode came about, is we were sitting in Ivy the other day, and I walk <laughs> over to your table, and you know, I don't know what I walked into, but all of, all of a sudden... Group therapy. Group therapy. <laughs> what did you guys ask me again? Um... What's your relationship status? What's my relationship yeah. status? And I was like, okay, what are we talking about here? And then I realized that I wanted to have a nice little conversation, delve into relationships a little bit. You're on, on one side. Wait, what is, speak about okay, your relationship so the relationship side of the spectrum status. I'm on is um, I am in a long distance relationship of three years and a few months with my boyfriend who went to high school with me. We actually started dating after high school, which Ooh. was a little bit stupid because we were about to go to different schools. But yeah. That's our status. And my end of the spectrum is I'm very single. I say this can be and have been since high school. So, so actually, first question. What, why, why, so why didn't you start dating this guy in high school? Um, okay, I actually was in a different relationship for a lot of high school. Serial dater, whatever. Sure. <laughs> um, no, and, and, you know, that ended before my junior year, whatever. And then I spent my whole senior year just, like, single and, like, focusing on getting into college and then making the most of my senior year with my friends, whatever. And then my boyfriend's name is Kai. Um, Shout Kai out and Kai. I, yeah, woo. Better um, listen to this episode, Kai, gosh. <laughs> I'll send it to him. Um, yeah, he and I were in a class together junior year where we got actually to be really good friends and then we were like very close senior year. Um, and then we went to prom together and I was like, wait, like, we just had a really good time, whatever. And then like a month later, we started dating. So because we hung out as soon as we graduated, I was literally hanging out with him every day. Like every single day I would go over to his house. Oh, so when you say a month after prom, so this was like midsummer. Yeah, midsummer. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so now it's been three years. 
and it's obviously long distance. What would you say is probably the hardest part about doing a long distance relationship, if anything? Yeah, um, honestly, for us, like, it's not that hard, which I I have like a theory on long distance relationships. Let's hear the theory. Yeah, my theory That's is like, here. it's based in your love languages. So I think like there are many combinations of people that just can't do a long distance relationship, not because like they don't have the like strength or whatever, but just because they won't get what they need from long distance. Um, but for me, like one of my lowest love languages is physical touch. Like I don't need to like be physically with somebody to like have a strong relationship with them. Um, and both of us communicate in very similar ways. So like we don't need to text each other all the time or whatever, but like the important information gets across really easily. And, um, yeah, like we don't set aside like an hour every week to FaceTime or whatever. Like it's very whenever we have time, like natural yeah. type of yeah. that is very interesting. And I like that you mentioned that because I think there's a lot. Honestly, me included. I ended my last relationship before coming to college because mm -hmm. I partly because I didn't want to do long distance, didn't think that I could. Yeah. And I feel like there's not a, I'm very positive. There's many relationships that end either right before coming to college or right after they get to college mm -hmm. because of a the lot. because of the the fear that they will either just like lose interest or they don't think they'll be able to maintain the strength mm -hmm. of the relationship as much. So that's interesting that you've been able to really figure out that because you are similar in a certain way that the relationship is still thriving three yeah. years strong. Well, honestly, the hardest part of the relationship was that like first few months that we were in college because nobody tells you how to navigate something like that and then i would see like all of my friends start to break up i was like fuck like this is where we're headed right now like i don't know but um it just works out really nicely i think like for specifically us too like you could tweak something very small in each of our personalities and it would not work at all so uh you taking a gap year did that factor did your relationship factor into that um i tried not to let it factor in at all you tried not to does that mean it did no. Okay. So actually, I don't think it did. So Kai, for context, actually went to Berkeley Eeks. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he graduated in three years. So he is in the workforce guy. right now. Whoa. He graduated this past May, which is actually what I started traveling with. I went to California to watch him graduate online. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so he's done. I knew going into college that he would be done in three years. I would be done in four because I was not going to do that accelerated program at Princeton, whatever. Um, oh, so he played, he always was supposed to finish in three years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just based on, I mean, he could have taken an extra semester if he wanted to, but why? Um, anyways, so when I was thinking about taking a gap year, I was like, okay, so it's going to be three and five. Like you're going to be two years left in school when he's done like how do you feel about that whatever and then I thought about it and I was like well the thing is like if it's a three-year relationship like not to get weird but like you know that's either headed to like a lifetime together or like an early breakup out of college whatever so if it happened that it was an early breakup like I would regret not taking my gap year if it happened that it was a lifetime there's a whole lifetime ahead like I can spend an extra year finishing college and then have another however many to like hang out with him so yeah you have great perspective on everything i could say <laughs> you're very like well thought out like not in the moment thinking very long term which i very much so appreciate and i think that comes across in the way you answer these questions okay which i think is another reason why you're able to make your relationship work so well probably yeah i think that's the other thing is like if you are a more long-term oriented person and both of us really are like it's actually it's i'm not saying it's the right thing because i think it's sometimes much better to be short-term oriented but if you are long-term oriented it's easier to see that like this is just a temporary like distance whatever okay yeah. we also make the most of our summers every summer we've been together since starting college and this past summer what did y'all do so this past summer i went and you know watched him graduate whatever and then we spent some time with his family who came in to also watch him graduate and we were in carmel in california and then we went to joshua tree together with some princeton people and then we went to my house for like five weeks 
and hung out with my family and like spent time in the DC area and like just did fun things, fun things that like we used to do in high school or like the summer after high school. Um, and then we went to visit his parents who were living in Vienna and then used Vienna kind of as like a home base to travel around. And the whole reason we did this was because I had just had an internship for a year. I was definitely not going to do another summer internship. And then he's about to start. Actually, he started work August 31st. So he was like, let me take some months off to like actually enjoy myself because both of us haven't had a summer without internships since like high school, except for the one between high school and college. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And flipping from your wholesome relationship and you having been in a relationship all of Princeton. And so you have this different lens when you view the rest of our campus community. When you look at the Princeton campus, do you think that this is a place conducive to relationships yes. or do you think it's very much so like short term, whatever, mm, whatever? No, I think, well, isn't there that like, weird statistic about how many Princeton grads end up married to each other. Like, like a lot of people. It's a high percentage, but I feel like a, a lot of that happens after Princeton. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't yeah, know how much of it fair. happens when, how, how much of that happens for the meeting when they're here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know. I think honestly, Princeton is super conducive to like relationships. I, I don't know about how long they might last, but it's such a small campus that like, if you want to go see your significant other, you just have to walk a few minutes to go to their dorm or whatever. Um, I don't know. I think like enough people have like singles or like singles in a quad or whatever triple that like, that's not a concern for people. Um, there's like cute things to do on NASA. If you want to go on a date, I don't know. The other problem is though, like, so one of my friends is thinking of asking out somebody that is in a class with him. Ooh. Yeah. Very cute. Very exciting. But like you ask them to go to dinner, it goes poorly and then you have to see them for the rest of the that semester. That is the thing, which is a very interesting component. A little bit. Yeah. I want so to hear about. You, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about me being a single guy here. Um, you have never had, to, have you ever had to use dating apps? No. The bumbles and the tenders no, and haven't. the hinges of the world. I'll contrast on campus versus in the city, which is where I was this yeah. past semester. In the city, went on a few dates, six or seven over sure. the course of the summer. Some went well, some didn't. But the great thing is, either way they go, I know I'm probably never yeah. gonna see these girls again. Yeah. But on campus, you match with someone on Tinder or whatever dating app, you might go on a date. If it doesn't go well, you will see them and frisk the next day. Yeah. And, and every day after that too suddenly and <laughs> like, every day no that is literally how it yeah. works you meet someone one time and all of a sudden you can't stop running into yeah. each other and so i think that pr probably for me is the hesitation to even try to put myself out there like that because if it doesn't go well i don't want to be running into you every single place mm -hmm. and so in my mind i d you say the small size of the community makes it easier i actually think that is a bigger that's fair hindrance yeah. Yeah. Although, I don't know. I think like getting practice like that where you have to run into somebody and it's kind of an awkward situation, that will equip you for life. Like, no, it won't. I don't need that I type don't, of I don't uh, need that type of practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever gone on a date in Princeton and it well, not to make you expose somebody here. Oh, no, like, no, yeah, yeah, I would never expose anybody. Wait, what was the question? Like, have you ever gone on a date it went poorly and then you had to navigate that? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like kind of like I said, I would rather just not see you again than really? have to bump into you all over the place. Yeah, fair. But I mean, what's like the statute of limitations on that? Like when when can you start like hanging out with that person or like seeing them and not feeling weird about it? I I feel like it's very person to person yeah. dependent. I I try not to be awkward about things, but people are awkward. Yeah, it's fair. I need a bigger campus. Yeah. I need New York City is is really what I need. I have to say the nice thing about being like a girl on this campus is every like friendship I form with any guy, there is that like pretext that I have a boyfriend already. So it just makes it really comfortable from the start. Like there's never that like question mark, you know, and I feel like that happens a lot as well on this campus. And like it puts people in an uncomfortable position before they've even made any uncomfortable moves or anything. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so I and, agree. Small campus is a fair point. And question, <laughs> we were talking about this yesterday at lunch. If you are taking a girl on a date, how many dates before... Oh, oh, actually, rewind even more. 
is the expectation, and this from your perspective, is the expectation when a guy takes a girl out on a date that the guy's supposed to pay? I don't know. I like it's hard to say. I think it really depends on the date, first of all. So, like, if you guys, if he asks you to go out to like a movie or whatever, you should pay for your own ticket. If he asks you to go to like, I don't know, some like taqueria, pay for your own stuff. But if he asks you out to Agricola, like, that to me is like, he wants you to have a good dinner together. And like, I think that's when the guy should pay. But to clarify, I'm not saying like, you guys should go out to Agricola every time and he should pay every single time. I'm saying like on a balance by the end of like the time you've spent dating, you should have spent probably equal amounts of money on each other. And this is so interesting because I was always under the assumption that girls expected the guy to pay for the first date, no matter what, like who asked who, who. Asked. So when I said this yesterday at dinner, everyone was like, that is such a generalization. Like, no, like the girls were like, oh no, like we would fully pay. So I'm like, guys, I just could have saved myself a lot of money this summer, but I just... <laughs> assume yeah. that as the guy it was always up to me well, to be putting my card down like oh no yeah i got this i think that's always appreciated so i don't think you know i don't think that's necessarily the wrong thing to do but if there was never like a follow-up date or whatever i would have as like the girl in that situation i might have felt bad because you know like i didn't get the opportunity to reciprocate and well, spend my money on you which is why some people, and it's, it, honestly, every single person you ask this will give you a different answer, which is why it's so interesting. But people are like, oh, first date, you pay. After that, you split. Or after that, you start alternating. So there's just a whole variety of different things. And also, follow-up question. Not, not kind of follow-up. Next question. Mm -hmm. what, do, what do you consider a date to be? Um, anything. Like, you could just sit on a couch. Like, I don't know. And that's another one that everyone has different answers to. Because some people are like, if you go out and get ice cream, that's not a date. It needs to be like dinner, a whole night, a whole event. Disagree. Disagree. Dis ice cream is such a date. The point is, like, did you guys spend one-on-one -on -one time with each other, get to know each other, talk to each other, whatever. Like, dinner is a good vehicle for that because while your food is coming, you're waiting and talking. And, like, that's all you have to do. Like, hopefully you don't pull out your phone during dinner <laughs> or whatever. But, like, same for ice cream. You're just walking and talking. Like... Going to Bent Spoon, getting the dark chocolate sorbet. And I, <laughs> I agree with you. But it's always, it, like, this is another one of those things where everyone has an added perspective. Because this girl was like, well, I've never been on a date before. I was like, there's mm. no way you've never been on a date. You've never, like, one-on-one, -on -one, hung out with a guy, ice cream, taking on, take, like, picnic, walk. And she was like, oh, I have done that. So I was like, yeah. you've been on dates before. Yeah. Well, also, like, for me, a movie barely qualifies as a date. Because you what? sit there. No, no, no. no. Middle school saying. me is very offended no, right now. Middle school me is also <laughs> like, uh, how do you mean that's not a date? But like, you sit there for two hours next to each other and say not a word to each other. Like, now when I go watch movies with my boyfriend, we have this like shared language of like all the past movies we've watched together and like the way we like to make fun of certain like acting things or whatever it is. And so that's a date now. But, like, when you guys have just started dating, if, like, the movie is your first or second or third or fourth date, whatever, you're just going to sit there in silence. Like, share some popcorn. Weirdly, probably kiss in the movie theater, which is, like, a different thing altogether. I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny that you bring that up. Because, first of all, you're right. A movie really is not a great date for a first date. Mm -hmm. But it's funny because that was, like, my first girlfriend in high school. <laughs> that was our first date. Yeah. And honestly, Zootopia, shout out to Zootopia. She knows who <laughs> she is. She's probably not listening. But she might be. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, you go there and you think, because that's, I don't know. When you're in middle school, what really, there really isn't that much else to do. So, like, yeah. first thing, it's like, also, oh, yeah, let's go see a movie. And so you go. And then I, rem I literally remember this. I was like. I can't really be talked like we gotta watch the movie. I want to talk, but like the movie's right there. Yeah. I want to, and then you like do the put your arm around them. Mm. You might. It's <laughs> but it's just such an awkward. It's really not a great yeah date at all. I think a big part of like the movie theater for middle school and high school relationships is that it's like actual independence. Like it's dark in there. You have anonymity. Like your parents aren't watching the movie with you, stuff like that. Hopefully. Like, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> if you, like, go outside, like, people can see you having your relationship. And I think, like, there's something really embarrassing and vulnerable when you're in middle school or high school about going on a first date or whatever. True, and being in public and having yeah. have access to you and seeing what you're doing. Yeah. Also, so like, I don't know, if you have strict parents, like, that makes it that much more difficult to trust that, like, 
you can have a good time, whatever. Yeah. A so, movie theater is just nice because it's dark, <laughs> even though the vibes are weird. Yeah. Know. So maybe not ideal first date after you've spoken to them a few times. I mean, although yeah. that relationship, it worked out, you know. Yeah. She said yes when I asked her out. I was like, yeah. Oh, let's go. <laughs> Shout out Zootopia. Um, but I think we've done 45 minutes. Um, we can get to the Tiger Confession section. Yeah. Every episode, read questions off Tiger Confessions, and we just speak about them. Guests always go first, see what the reactions are. Um, first question, it says, I'm a sophomore who didn't really do much student activities or stuff last semester. How to make friends? Question mark. Okay. Well, to be fair, it's not just you that didn't do those. <laughs> like, nobody did. Um, and if they did, it was probably over Zoom for the most part. I would say now is like the perfect time because everybody wants to make friends and it's not just the sophomores, but like the freshmen are looking to make friends and they don't have that prior that like last semester I tried and couldn't whatever. And then like upperclassmen are like so excited to start hanging out with the entirely new second half of the school. Like, I don't know, people are going to be allowed into the club soon and like upperclassmen can't wait to show future members their clubs and stuff so i don't know that i mean i haven't even answered the question all i'm saying is that like everyone's excited we're in a social renaissance right now as a campus so it's the perfect time to be asking this question and, but so how would you go how does this person make friends? how would i go about it well just join something for me that was walking on to rowing <laughs> like like everybody is very welcoming on all sorts of different like clubs teams anything um and also hang out a lot in frist at late meal late meal like that is the place to be as, as an, an underclassman, underclassman. Yeah. yes yeah majorly like if you have one friend in late meal you will have like a chain of friends by the end of it because they'll be like oh come meet my friend and then it just keeps going and yeah you'll sacrifice a little bit of like homework time but it's worth it. <laughs> it. It is most definitely worth it. Um, how to make friends. I think you touched on probably the best and easiest way. Um, join clubs. Clubs. Tryouts. I had tryouts for club soccer day one in freshman year. And some of my best friends to this day, Max, Jaylani, Toussaint, met them that day. Mm -hmm. So join a club. You will just get instant access to not just people year to year, but also juniors, seniors, access to yeah. just people spread out all over campus. Honestly, I don't want, I'm basically echoing, basically echoing everything you said. Frist no, but that's is, a good point is like joining clubs and teams. You meet the upperclassmen as well, which can be huge for like, on this if campus you need especially. advice, like if you want to go out one night and they're in a club that your friends are going to stuff like that, like upperclassmen don't, don't be scared to reach out to them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And even in your classes, I feel like I met, we became friends through yeah. class. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Your Z group. Talk yeah, to your Z yeah. group. Two of my two of my best friends to this day met in Z group. Mm -hmm. There's so many different opportunities to meet people. Go to go to sports games. Go to go to go to sports games. Go to sports games. That's a really good place to meet people. Because okay, let's be honest. Like if you're watching a soccer game, there's a lot of time in there where you can just turn and talk. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I love soccer. I love that part of the game. But yeah, like if you're sitting next to somebody, just talk to them. Nobody's, like, weird, you know? That's the thing. Everyone is a lot more approachable than I think people realize. Yeah. And so... Definitely. Just... Even at meals, walk up to someone, say, what's up? Are they sitting by... Actually, no. Thinking about it, when I used to sit by myself, I probably wanted to sit by myself. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. maybe don't walk up to people watching TV on their laptop by themselves. Yeah. But... Well, I'll say, like, I feel like sometimes social anxiety will hold you back from going and sitting with somebody who's, like literally just an acquaintance like you see them in class or whatever but don't let that hold you back like that could be the start of a very beautiful friendship yeah just just be confident in yourself and know that everyone else on this campus right now is looking to make friends exactly and then the second one which is very applicable to this conversation it says never been in a relationship before but i started one late august and we're doing a bit of a long distance thing We've been messaging every day, but it's just the usual "what are you doing" kind of things. At the beginning of the conversations, at the beginning of at the beginning, the conversations used to be a bit more lively. But we have mundane days, and we've already gotten to know a lot about each other. We're also not too far. He also sleeps super early, so by the time I'm finally in my room, he's about to sleep, and we just say good night. 
How do we keep things lively long distance? <laughs> he sleeps too early, exclamation mark. Okay. Let me see that question because there's parts oh, yeah, there's, to this. There's a lot to it. Okay. Bottom, bottom left. Yeah. Okay. So, first of all, the conversations used to be a bit more lively back when you guys weren't in school, doing the same thing every day and having a hard time. So, I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, everybody has very mundane days. Like, it it just happens. I've had a very mundane week, whatever. I think the key part is that you're still willing to, like, talk about how your day went. Um, it doesn't need to be, like, thrilling or anything, but just, like, having somebody to tell a summary of your day to is really nice. Um, and the fact that they still want to listen is a good sign, so don't freak out about that. Um, if you're not too far, that's awesome. You guys should try and hang out on weekends and stuff. I feel like weekends at Princeton are, like, like a good time to just get off campus if you can. Um, and with the sleeping super early thing, my boyfriend and I were on different time zones while he was in college. Well, we still are. We're just going to be on different time zones until I graduate. Um, and he's three hours behind. So I wake up and I have like a full day before he's even opened his eyes. And yeah, like that can definitely make things very hard because I'm the person who is going to bed when, you know, like it's time for him to start winding his day down. And I'd say, like, just accepting that that's a part of the relationship is fine. Like, you don't want him to change his sleep habits, whatever. Um, but instead, build in time in the middle of the day if you can. And, like, just text. You know? I don't know. Like, and, okay. Another part of it is, like, don't be afraid to communicate important things over text as well. Like, if, if you're worried that your days are mundane and that's all you text about, like... If you're feeling stressed about a friend or whatever, like, send that, like, if you feel like a friendship is falling apart or, like, anything is happening in your life that isn't just, like, the daily happening, send that to them. I don't know. For me, like, my boyfriend is the first person I think of whenever something happens to me, and I, like, send it to him in a text, and, like, he'll reply eventually, but, yeah, it's just, it's nice. You don't have to be synchronous when you text. That's the big part of it. So, I can send one. Two hours later, he responds. Two hours later, I respond. Yeah, I don't even know how to answer that question. Like, it's tough. You, first of all, you answered that so well. I really don't even, I, I'm not even going to add anything because, first of all, I'm not qualified. I'm not in a long distance <laughs> relationship. And you actually answered that so well that I think that is a great place to leave it. Okay. So, yeah. that has been another episode of Go With the Flow. <gasps> 53, now 54 minutes. Artemis, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Do you have any final words for the people? Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that I would have a moment to say. Oh, of course. Words. Whatever you want. Um, Take it wherever you want. My final, final thoughts. words, guys. We go to the number one school in the country, and we're so lucky to be here and learn here and, like, meet other people that also go to the number one school in the country. I'd say really enjoy this semester because we're so blessed to be able to do it in person. Um, spend a lot of time getting to know other people because that's going to be much more important and valuable when you graduate than, like, the piece set that, you're working on right now um yeah be willing to get a couple bad grades if it means you get to go out with your friends and have a really good semester <laughs> and year again so well said i'm not even going to add anything on top of that <laughs> artemis thank you for coming on the show this has been another episode of go with the flow thank you <laughs>